Welcome to the Mission Road Podcast, where we share stories of faith and service around the world and how you can make a difference. My name is Dawn Hawkins. I am the Director of Global Missions at Peachtree Road United Methodist Church, and I am your host. Today we have Scott Alexander joining us on our podcast. Thank you, Scott, for being here today. It's a pleasure. Thank um, you. Very excited to talk to you um, about your journey down the Mission Road of Kenya. And before we do that, I'd like for you to give us some background information about yourself and your family um, and the roles that you've played within the Peachtree Road community. Yeah, absolutely. So my wife, Linda, and I met at Peachtree Road, and this goes back to... I think it was 1997, 1998, and uh, we met through a Habitat for Humanity project, and um, that's when we really fell in love with one another and with the church. And at that point in time, I, uh, Linda and I started to get involved in the Disciple Program, and we got to involved in the Chancel Choir for myself, mm-hmm. and then both Linda and I really felt a connection to the kids. So that's when we began with teaching. And quite honestly, we've taught so many different grade levels from, I believe there was one summer we did uh, uh, nursery school and we did high school for a number of years. And then we really settled on what spoke to our heart um, for about 20 some years now, which is fourth and fifth graders. So I have done that. Um, I have been involved with the CLC program, Christian Leadership Concepts, and uh, Global Missions, obviously. And another thing that's really captured my heart is to think about our high school students and think about, boy, could we give them a transformational experience uh, called Kingdom Journey, which we read through the Bible for two years and then go to Israel at the end of it. So have done many things, uh, pulled in so many directions, but I would say near the top of the list is Global Missions for sure. And one of the reasons I wanted you to come today is that you have a deep history with Kenya, um, and that is one of our focuses. But you also have a deep connection, if you mentioned, with the kids. Yeah. So my um, first experience with Kenya was on the family mission trip. So, of course, there was a number of families there, and you had your, our kids knew you well. I didn't know you well at all, right. but they knew you, and I love that you've had that connection over the years with the kids. Um, so tell me about getting involved with Global Missions and Kenya specifically. What drew you to Missions or Kenya? Yeah, so my first uh, experience with Global Missions was uh, in Central America, okay. and I signed up for a trip uh, a couple years after I joined Peachtree Road, and that was an experience for me just to really invest a, a more significant amount of time to serve uh, instead of just an afternoon with the Habitat for Humanity. This was an experience to dedicate yourself to a week and serve there. So that was the first experience and said, oh, this is neat. I got to serve. I got to dedicate some time and I got to see a different part of the country I wasn't used to. And then uh, a couple years later, um, unbeknownst to me, I was nudged, I would say, uh, by God. And he revealed to me uh, that I need to go to Kenya. Kenya's never been on my radar. <laughs> say Kenya. Yeah, all exactly. Places. Of all things, not Honduras, not Central America, but Kenya. I've, I've never thought about Kenya. Uh, I had no plans to go to Kenya, and um, so it, it was a deep conversation with me and God for a while to say, who me, and why Kenya, and basically what we got to was, show me a couple doors opening, and then I'll seriously consider this, otherwise it just might be, you know, something that I misinterpreted. 
And uh, sure enough, within a short couple of months, those doors opened very specifically to Kenya, very specifically about leading a group, and very specific about Peachtree Road. That's hard to ignore. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I, I don't think I should be Jonah and running to a whale or uh, into the water, but, you know, okay, God, I hear this and, you know, I'm yours. Show me. So. I uh, went on a trip very quickly that was another group that was going to Kenya to really uh, check things out, to see what the possibilities were for United Methodists to do uh, trips to Kenya. So Peachtree Road wasn't involved in Kenya at this time at all. Exactly. So this was really me being the eyes and ears for Kenya and for myself to say, what is this all about? Is there really thinking out there? And, you know, I should not be surprised, but many opportunities and uh, a specific way for Peachtree Road to get involved. So uh, actually a year after that is when we took our very first uh, group to Kenya. And uh, we, we started, a, you know, several, more than a decade now experience at Kenya. So And so when you um, first went to Kenya, was it with the same ministry that we're currently involved with that I know is that Chat and Bill or was this no, even before that? This was even before That's Chat and amazing. Bill. I yeah, I would don't say know this probably history. four or five years. Um, okay, so it was with Umvim and um, some some leaders in in the southeast jurisdiction. Okay, and just going with them to explore. I was the only one. Uh, from our church that went and scoped it out. So, so you went um, with other churches. Yeah, and exactly. So that's very exciting. So yeah. for our audience, UMVIM is United Methodist in Volunteerism, right? Exactly. And so it's really about right. our placing missionaries into the field. Exactly. And then sending short-term teams to work alongside them. Okay, great. Indeed. So um, your first experience was rustic. When did it become more um, of what I would think of as a mission trip, where you're sending larger teams and you have a more established program? Did it take a while for that to evolve? It did. And it, it's an evolution that's, you know, continuing to evolve. And we're getting smarter and, and learning what, what works best, the greatest impact that can we give to the community. Now that we've taken family trips, kind of catering to, wow, if you're bringing students, what's going to resonate with them? So, yeah, it's been a, 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 several years of evolution and, and learning. But, yeah, those, that very first year was very rustic and uh, kind of chaotic in some ways. But um, uh, the relationships that we built there, uh, especially with Bill and Chad, so well established and, and knowing how to really serve the people and the right people and the right circumstances and the right resources. So it's uh, it's a phenomenal uh, opportunity for anyone who wants to get involved in something that's established now. And you've been, um, is it in my notes, I think it was said seven times Yeah, now? seven times now, yeah. Which is, I mean, that's a long way to go. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's a big commitment. <laughs> okay, so one of the things I asked in um, the email that I sent you um, leading up to this was a, if you had a memorable story or two to share. And, of course, mm. you have countless, <laughs> countless yeah. stories. And, and there's several that I'd like to touch on. But one of sure. the things that um, impressed upon my memory was how – spirited and um, lively, I guess, the worship experience mm-hmm. is. And so that is, I think, a, in all of our trips, we have the opportunity to worship um, alongside the locals. But in Kenya, it looks a lot different than <laughs> Peachtree Road. So Indeed. talk about some oh of your impressions gosh. with worship. Yeah, I think anyone who goes to Kenya, uh, and we make sure there's a worship service you get experience when you go, we'll not forget it. It's uh <laughs> It's hard to to put that away. Um, 
But first of all, that what you notice is a very modest surroundings. Uh, the, and I've been to many, many services now, but it, it's a very modest um, building, if you will. Um, but that building is full and not just full of people, not just full of kids, not just full of visitors, but just full of excitement, full of passion, full of enthusiasm. And there is worship going on. There's singing going on. There's a whole bunch of dancing going on. And uh, you, you cannot just sit there. You just are magnetically pulled into the, the energy and what's going on in that, that room. Um, so it's, it's a sensory overload, uh, for sure. For sure. And, um, but if you don't boy. magnetically get pulled in, they'll help you along. Oh yeah. In That's that. part of the magnet there is they're, <laughs> they're gonna, they're, they're, they're very quick to, to pull you along and make sure that you're part of the singing and the clapping and the dancing and sometimes the saying of prayers and preaching at the top. Um, so you, you, as I've learned, I've always got to be ready for anything that happens, but but because of the enthusiasm, the excitement, and and the joy of the people, which you know across the board resonates with me so much, um, you want to be part of it. Right. It's it's not something that you shy away from at all. Not so at great. all. And I think it it makes a big um, impact, a big print on all of our and all of our memories and experiences. Um, so, in talking about you mentioned sensory overload, that's another thing. You know, Kenya. Um, at least for us, it's it's very exotic. It was nice. There's not the language barrier, so that that's one very thing helpful. that is very helpful. But it is sensory overload um, when you drive through Nairobi um, or go into the slums, or even if you're just working in the countryside at Gedawamba, There's a lot to take in. Right. So, what are your some impressions of that? Yeah, especially when I come back uh, from experience and try to translate a mission trip in Kenya to fourth and fifth graders or even high school students. One of the the first examples that I try to make it more tangible for them is to speak about the sentence senses. So, I kind of go through the senses. So, first of all, is the visual um, that you see? You know, such amazing. Um, horizons and such a you know the the safaris and the animals and um, um, just the climate and I've really Kenya has two different seasons it's kind of the wet season and the dry season and it's very different when you go it's either very lush and just very green all over or it looks a lot like Arizona at times as well so just the the visual cues that you get um, both from the countryside, but also the urban environment that, that you were speaking of as well. It's not something that we're used to. So sight is one. Um, a second one is the sounds that you hear. Um, I remember uh, roosters in the morning. I remember um, dogs barking uh, at different times. And then I remember um, what happens during kind of the, the drier season is um, thunderstorms will come through and you'll hear the rumbling out in the distance. Um, and the, the joy of laughter, whether it's in the worship service or in the schools that we visit and the kids all, you know, playing together or reciting their studies together in a vocal way. So those sounds stick out. Uh, the smells stand out. Uh, speak about the rains. Just I, I can't find it in, in any place I've ever traveled is an African rain. Once it rains there and you smell it, it's just like, wow. That's just why there's songs about it. Exactly. Right? <laughs> it just, like, I kept singing the songs. Um, so that's powerful. The tastes there are um, different yeah. um, and, and amazing as well. But I think most of all is the sense of touch. 
Um, and, and we talk to our teams about, um, you know, the different ways that touch is used in Kenya, but I'll never forget. And I always share the story of, of, of this one, uh, teenage boy that came over and grabbed my hand and we walked through the fields and that's his way of saying, I've connected with you as a friend and I, I want to, you know, I appreciate you and I'm going to show um, you know, what you mean to me in this community. Um, so that's just a sense of touch that, again, is, is new and different. So it's neat. And a, and a different way to experience yeah. closeness, right? That's amazing. Exactly. Um, okay, so I wanted to shift gears a little bit and talk about um, how, I guess, how the con- so not everybody can go to Kenya, and right. not everybody wants to go to Kenya. Right. Um, and we have a big congregation here, though, that does support us in our efforts. So, so talk to me a little bit about how the congregation, through their prayers um, and financial support, help make these possible. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I call it an all-swim um, <laughs> for the church whenever there's a mission group, but, you know, particularly with Kenya when we go. So, you know, we're, we're looking for... Um, first of all, the prayers, um, because, you know, through God, everything's possible. Um, and we're praying, and the people that we're visiting are praying, but we really want to engage the whole congregation to pray for us, to remove the boundaries, to make sure that we really have those connections, and to make it the, the most important, you know, thing that we're doing while we're there. Um, so the prayers are incredibly important. Um, there's also the notes that people write mm-hmm. for us. Um, and that is just an emotional boost because we, when we go to Kenya, some of the days, the travel days, um, you know, there is some jet lag as you get over and things like that. And I like was going to bring that up next. So yeah. you tell me about the notes for those that aren't familiar with this, because oh, yeah. it's a very special part of, I think, Peachtree Road's ministry. Oh my gosh. I've never heard of another group that, that Does opened, it? but, mm-hmm. but what we've done in Kenya is we get the notes from the congregation that they send it, send with us in advance. And when we arrive, we distribute that to all the team members. And sometimes we'll share them in our large group. Sometimes it's when you go back to your room at night, you kind of open them up. And it's that uh, emotional, energetic buzz that you need. It's like, wow, I've been working, you know, very full days and it's been emotionally draining sometimes. But boy, is that a pickup when you have someone you know or some people that you don't even know that have been saying, wow, we appreciate what you're doing and here's a Bible verse, and it, it just really sets you on fire. So One of my kids, or maybe it was myself, received a letter from someone we didn't know, but they had been to Kenya before. Oh, cool. And we read the letter early on, and they were talking about back to the senses. They said, you know, we know you're feeling jet-lagged right now, and you're you know experiencing these things right now, but just wait for what's in store. And oh, it was yes. just so cool to share that Um experience and read that note early on. And then I, even in Nicaragua, on the trips that we've been to, they've had people, um, the same tradition. I love, I love this tradition of sharing the notes and writing and praying. Yeah. And right? it's a legacy too. I mean, we're just passing the baton from one group to the next group. And, um, you feel that connection that you're part of this, uh, fabric, right. um, that's going to Kenya to serve and you're part of it. So right. it's neat. Well, yeah. and there's, a, there's this very active prayer ministry at Peachtree Road. Yes. And that's another thing that gives, um, me comfort is to know that there's a group 
praying actively for us while we're there in preparation of our trips, but particularly while we're there, because it is nerve wracking, a little bit scary to go into some of these um, areas. Okay, so the last thing I want to do, and I was just reading it again, and some of your thoughts that you were sharing me ahead of time, you talk about transformation. Mm. And so I would love for you to capture that for the audience. Sure, sure. So um, I guess as I was thinking about global missions, getting involved, you know, that was part of what I wanted to get out of um, the experience is to transform the lives of the people that we're serving. And, and we're certainly doing that, um, whether in a physical way or an emotional way, um, helping them in the schools and mental. But um, that transformation, as I find out, is more about what's happening in the person going on the trip. And specifically for me, and that's quite honestly one of the reasons I keep going back is I'm looking for that personal transformation that shakes me up quite honestly and says, Scott, you know, this routine that you have um, here back in America, you know, that's not all this is meant to be in your life, that that I've got certain messages, I'm going to be talking to you, you know, this is God talking to me, and I'm going to be nudging you, and I want you to see certain things, I want you to experience experience things. I want you to meet certain people and I want to take, have you take this back. So as you're living your life back here in the States, you have that and you're going to be a different person. So that transformation, Mm -hmm. while I was looking for it to be with the people that we were serving and to transform their lives, the bigger impact that I felt was the transformation, not only within me, but a lot of the team members that we go through and what we've done on, on so many of our trips is, is we try to process that at the end to say, you've been through an amazing experience. You're feeling it yourself. You're now about ready to go back to the regular world or your regular routine. How are you going to make this stick with you? How are you going to continue to be that transformed person and not lose sight of those experiences that you've had? So transformation is a key part of the trip, but I would say so much of the personal transformation. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate it. It was fun talking to you. To learn more about our programs and global missions or how to support one of our ministries, you can go to our website, www.prumc.org slash the mission road. Thank you.